0: In today's Mishnah, so in the first and second Mish, from the 12th Parak Masech the Mishnah begins, Hanosei if someone gets married with Shanim. So in this situation, the woman's getting married has a daughter from a previous marriage. And when they get married, they stipulate he is prepared to commit to support the daughter for five years. So if they make that condition, Mishnah says, he has to actually support her for five years. So what's the novelty of this Mishnah? Novelty is not that simply any other conditions you bring into marriage have to be honored, but more to the point is this is even if the commitment was verbal. So the husband simply said to the wife, yes, I commit to do so, and this commitment was made in front of two witnesses. In that case, Mishnah says, hen hen had varim ha ba amir. This is of a novelty here that the verbal commitment alone in this context is actually binding. The witnesses then were simply write a shtar piska, which is a contract through which the or document that they would sign, saying that the husband committed to do so, meaning to support their daughter. However, no further kinyan is required. If, however, they got married and then the woman said, "Well, I want you to commit to supporting my daughter," in that situation, you would have to take a formal contract, a formal acquisition, in order for the commitment to be binding. Mishnah continues: Niset la'cher. If within that five-year period they actually get divorced and she marries somebody else, and paska imo in the second husband she makes the same condition, katechi azonah bitach meshanim, then we say both of them are obligated, chayiv lazonah meshanim. Mishnah says, "Lo Mar Harishon, that the first husband cannot say, tavo if your daughter comes and lives by my house, then I'll support her. Otherwise, I'm not interested in doing so, he cannot dispense himself of that obligation. Ella, what he have to do? Ella shehi ima. Then he has to simply send that food, the mezonot, to the daughter wherever she is by the mother. And similarly says lo the two husbands have this obligation to support the daughter, they cannot say together, We both have the obligation to support the daughter, provide food and clothing, in this time period. Since we have an obligation, we'll make it a joint obligation, so we'll pay half half. Ella Mishnah says they cannot do that. Ella one would actually support her, the achad and the second, perhaps the first husband, what we do would do, Achad ten la mezanot. He would since he has the obligation to provide mezanot, he would simply provide the money the equivalent to the value that he would would have had to given her in food had he taken the obligation on his own. Let's now learn Mishnah. Bet. Mishnah says, Niset, if this daughter within a five year period then gets married, Mishnah says, Habal or husband now is responsible not or the hen and the husbands. For example, this previous Mishnah with both husbands, the first husband, and the second hand, have obligations, obligations to support her, not de or Each one of them would have to provide her with the monetary equivalent of the Mazanot. They would obligate himself to provide her. Metu, if however these husbands pass away, then nizonot b'enchorin, that their own daughters are now supported from the estate, but the estate here we're talking about meaning the property that is already in their possession, and not any other property that has actually been sold during the course of the father's life. In other words, they cannot be taken what's called nechasei meshubadim. However, here, the daughter, this stepdaughter that they obligated themselves to provide the mezonot for, she would be supported. In other words, if there wasn't any funds to support her, then she would be able to claim back lands that had been sold from the time that the father married her, or that the man, that passed away married her mother. Because, because this obligation to support her is treated much like a loan. And as we've said with loans, that, from the time of the loan, all the property that belongs to the individual is meaning the land is meshubad. there's a lien on all that property, such as if he sells it and then cannot pay back the loan, then the lender is able to go to the purchases of that property and reclaim that land. So to this daughter, this stepdaughter is treated much like a balatkhov Now what 's interesting here it's not really as if she's a Balkhov or Balatrov. why because what would happen if she passes away? Let's say she had children. The children wouldn't be able to claim them as a not that owed to her over the five-year period because obligation to pay is only to that daughter, and it's not really like a loan such that the debt can be passed on to any heirs. So not specifically her children, but any other heirs of her property. Therefore, the Mishnah says, because of this interesting situation where the woman can actually end up getting this daughter, this stepdaughter, being supported, but really get a threefold... Or oh, three times the amount she, she really needs. Therefore, the Mishnah says, Those people that were a bit clever and acute to the risks that are involved in such an obligation. What would they do? How you caught them? They would write to the wife, meaning as part of the obligation, that they're happy to support the daughter, the stepdaughter, Almana, on the condition to Azun et chameshanim calls man sheat imi. I'll support her as long as you are with me, meaning as long as we are both alive. And as long as you are still married to me. So that way, if his wife divorces him and she goes married to somebody else, he no longer has to support that daughter anymore. And you won't get into this interesting situation, as I've already explained in the beginning of this Mishnah, where she may have got married and still getting support fees from both stepfathers from previous marriages of her her mother. Those are the Mishnah today.